All right, everyone, welcome uh, to this inaugural edition of FPL Oz. What a moment this is. Um, it's just been, you know, it's been years in the making. Lots of hard work, sweat and tears has gone into this program. Lots of sleepless nights, early wake-ups and stress and a few grey hairs. <laughs> what we've got here today are two of the sharpest minds in the business. <laughs> Little Mikey Mattingly, a, uh, what is he? Top 200,000 finisher, one-time FTA, uh, <laughs> which was, uh, or DNF, sorry. <laughs> and uh, Tate Spateri, um, one of the sharpest and uh, one of the more lateral thinking managers out there. So it'll be great to get their insight um, into the game um, from down here in Australia and uh, and we'll see where we can sort of get to there. It's not going to be uh, the brightest minds but we'll definitely be taking the game from a uh, from an Australian point of view and uh, and looking at where and when uh, we make our changes and, and probably where it all goes wrong. Tate, over to you, son. Welcome. Welcome to the Thanks podcast. Thanks for that, Cameron. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, three guys that love their FPL, probably more so in recent times. Um, I'll talk about my uh, FPL uh, journey for starters, which probably leans into everyone. I actually started playing in 2009-10. So I've been playing for a long time. Probably took until 2016, 17 to realise, you know, to take it seriously enough to realise that, you know, a good centre-back or, you know, a player like N'Golo Kante isn't a good FPL player. So that was probably the big step then. And then probably in the most recent times with COVID was probably when I actually started following some accounts on Twitter, looking at the XG, um, you know, all the all the different crazy things they come up with. But um, I think it makes you enjoy it more because if you put a lot of time into it and um, you know that there's actually a formula there that um, you can follow. And uh, added to that, which obviously COVID, everyone had a lot more time and we've got a league happening here, which would probably surprise um, our global listeners that 76 people in Australia are willing to pay $25 each and winner takes all. So... We're not playing for sheep stations, but there's a bit in it and it definitely, definitely justifies the amount of time we all spend now on Twitter and listening to podcasts. Um, I think the guy that's pretty good in our league even pays on a Patreon account to um, get exclusive content. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty serious. Would you, is that fair to say for you? It all got too much for Mike last year. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, good to be here with you boys. It's, it's a great introduction, Tate, to, to what we've got going on here. Um, straight off the bat, I will admit that, yeah, last year was it did not finish for me. Got um, woke up, as most Australians would know, at um, 5am, as you do, to, uh, to watch the games, your dedication to the cause, and actually watched uh, Hume Min Son um, hardly try um, as my captain, and that was, that was enough to push me over the edge. But I'm back this year um, after a good spell last year, so back this year and... Um, and ready to go, but I'll just um, run through what we're going to do, sort of most episodes, and then and today as well. So we'll just start off with a bit of an overview from the three of us about um, our season so far and, and how our squads are looking, and um, yeah, what we found works and hasn't worked for us. Um, then we'll just go into a bit of a review of game week five, um, what what we found there, how we went. Obviously, two of Camo and I are both wildcarded. Um, Tate held his, so it'll be interesting to see how those went for us. Um, and then looking ahead to game week six, what, we're, what we've got coming up this week, um, as I said, off the back of Camo 
a nice wild card and then we'll um, look a bit further ahead as well into the sort of five to ten game weeks time as to who we can look at targeting um, and um, yeah we'll speak about what what we've got um, happening coming up over the next five to ten so that's what we've got coming up. Might just jump in on on Son who obviously made you uh, quit last year with his lack of effort. He the, probably the closest I've come to quitting was because of that man as well. Game week game week one last year People will remember Manchester United didn't play. So I, I sort of had him in as a placeholder for, for Bruno Fernandes. Um, so your son went out for game week two. And that was actually the, the illustrious 9.30pm game in Australia. So it must have been the lunchtime kickoff over in England. And we get to watch that one quite easily. And Tottenham were playing against Southampton. And uh, Son actually kicked four goals. So we got about 20 points. I remember actually I didn't have Sun Sun that time and I think that's where the, the hate relationship started. I didn't have him for his four majors and then um brought him in and then watched him not try and get subbed at seventy, so that was enough for me. But it's good to be back. I'm, I'm pleased to be back. Mate, it's uh it's gotta be Spurs players. I think we'll we'll probably touch about it later on, but Marco, as we know, we sat uh sat through a couple of weeks ago one of the worst performances from a captain you'll ever uh <laughs> you will ever witness. So I'm sure we'll touch about it. Uh, touch on that earlier and uh, as a reason for our wild cards. Um, but how, how are you looking this week, Cam? Oh, it's an absolute shambles. Oh, I don't even want to open the app. It's uh, a week after a wild card. You want to be sitting pretty, looking at no trade. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking probably a negative four, to be honest. So Who's looking at like coming in and coming out, Camo? Oh, the big one is probably, you know, asking Antonio to come back. I'm on the knees begging, begging to him. Uh, with Bamford now ruled out, um, he does have that good run of fixtures, Patrick, and, and Leeds, but from what I watched the other night, even though he got the assist, he's hardly, he wasn't moving well. Stupid to get rid of Antonio in the heat of the moment. Um, so I had him for about, what, 7.5. Now I'm going to have to cough up $8 million just about for him. Um, so that's probably one. Could just ride him on the bench, Bamford, but um, probably the main one is Backman. Um, really, really stuffed up with uh, having Elliot on the bench instead of Foster as his backup. Just completely overlooked it with Foster's injury, um, and then got the donut last week. And now Backman has, has it, it been officially officially stated whether Backman was injured or, or just left out? Like I haven't seen that anywhere. Nah, look, there's so many rumors. He's gone yellow now on the um, on the website on the app. So. I don't know, but I think Foster said he tweeted or put something up and said or something about he was all right. Um, but Batman was in the team anyway, so he can't have been too injured. He yeah, that's right. Well, do you want to start off with a quick review of your season so far, Camo, as to sort of how you started and then quickly how you've gone up to now and then we'll get on to sort of looking ahead? Yeah, happy to. So um, like everyone, or well, most people started pretty well, had the... Uh, the stock standard team, the AA, uh, TAA, Shaw, Luca Dean, Mo, Bruno, Antonio, Ings up front, um, had Tony as well. So nothing too outrageous. Started off with Ben Ramos. So that was pretty good, um, which was, you know, it was nice back then to have him. Um, and then it's all gone downhill from there. Just red arrows, um, 64 the next week, 59 the week after. Um, and a 47 in game week four, back up to a 62 in the wildcard week. Um, but 
not really setting the world on fire compared to the, uh, the famous top 5K finish last year, um, which saw me take out number two in the Kings. Uh, but at the minute, sitting 1.23 million overall, um, 42 in our Kings League and, and six in the Minnows League. So really not setting the world on fire. Um, don't really know. Like I sort of said, touched on before, just with transfers, not really too sure um, and not in a good spot to be coming off a wild card to be looking at negative four. So probably fine. I've been a bit too reactive this year, happy with the team um, and definitely should have held Tone, definitely should have held Ben Rama. That was just ridiculous. Um, completely lost the plot. And uh, as I'll probably touch on a bit later with the wild card, that was poor as hell too, really. <laughs> just absolutely shambles. Reese James, Donut, Backman and Elliot didn't play. TAA, obviously, that was that was a hit for everyone, but um, certainly missed out on the big boys through midfield in um, in Saar, you know, turning it on and um, and probably should have just gone Raf really as my one leads man. I knew that – I figured that probably there was only room for one of them given the, their form in the minute, but definitely chose the wrong one at the moment. So plenty of things to learn. Um, and go from from here, and I guess we'll talk about the plans and, and everything. But yeah, as we talked about just before, Harry Kane, um, game week four, um, sitting through that that what two point performance, he was probably lucky to get that. Um, no shots, didn't do a thing all game. Um, yeah, that's probably the most frustrated I've ever been watching watching a game and, and as as a manager. So, right, your season so far. Tate, your season so far, yeah. It's been, it's been a solid start for me. First week, obviously, everyone went really well. Got 95, which had me 716K. The week after that, uh, rose into 597. Um, and then just had a shocker in game week three. I'm not completely... Uh, can't remember exactly what happened, but I only got 46 out to 1.2 million. And now, last two weeks, small rises. I'm on the exact same point as you, I think, actually now, Mike. Yep. Which has me in the 700 Ks. Um, haven't had my wild card yet, which is good. I've really held um, held firm on, on the boys I originally selected, um, which is, means I still don't have Ronaldo, which is the like the skeleton in the closet. It's like, um, but I imagine it's what it feels like if you like cheated on your wife. You just, you know it's going to get you eventually. <laughs> but you, think, you think you can just get Get through a little bit longer. Like I know he's going to burn me eventually, Ronaldo, but he hasn't yet, and I'm going in again this week without him. So I'm going to make one change, which is Mares, who I've stuck with for five weeks and 13 points out for Saar, which will give me a bit of cash to um, make some of my defenders into Chelsea and um, probably keep rolling on without Ronaldo. I'm uh, I'm actually bullish about Bruno Fernandez, though. I reckon. But I reckon he's been overlooked. He's, he's hit the post. He's scored from offside. He's been unlucky to not get an assist because Ronaldo got the goal in off the keeper. There's, there's been signs that he's actually still going to score well, which I reckon all the experts are overlooking, to be honest. Obviously, his goals are worth more than... Four four goals, I think, most from open play. So he's certainly yeah. not the Penandes. Three, three in one week. So. Three in one week certainly helps with that, though. But, yeah, I guess... yeah. So keep an eye on. He's, he's a bit of a hope for me and he's he's become a differential, which is just bizarre to think. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, if there was an easy way to swap him for Ronaldo without minus forwards, 
um, I would do it, but I've just always had a bigger issue um, like Mario's this week. So I'll give Sarah a chance to come in and looking forward to it. I'll just uh, quickly whip through this week's lineup for me, which is Sanchez in goals like everyone, Livermento, AA, Shaw, Veltman. Um, so double Brighton defence there. Salah, captain against Brentford. Saar, Fernandez, Benrama, Rafinha. Hopefully he gets up and uh, Jimenez up top. Tony will come on if Rafinha doesn't get up. So just again, I'll be uh, home for another solid week and then hopefully everyone uses their wild card and it becomes the ace in the pack for me. What about you, Mike? Um, yeah, yes, yes so far. Um, like most... You two boys and most people around had a really good game week one with 102 and it was my welcome back into the game after quitting last year and I thought this is as good as it gets and good to be back. But since then, it's been a bit of a struggle. Um, I think after game week one, I was ranked about 400k and then pretty much fell every week since until um, game week five last week when I rose back up. So I'm sitting about 780k at the moment. Um, had a, a 69 last week playing my wild card and decided to go with um, Ronaldo and Lukaku. Um, so my wild, wild card team included um, Trent, um, Mo, Ronaldo and Lukaku, the top four. So then sort of had to, to fit in around that. Um, some other midfielders that went with were Rafinha, Gray and Jota um, and then was able to fit in Rudiger at the back, which kind of saved my wild card game week, to be honest, with a 93rd-minute goal, which um, gave him two bonus and obviously the, the big... Um, points for defenders for the goal. So um, happy enough um, with my wildcard team. I did include Marcel for the fixtures for Wolves and he looked horrible. Like he fully tackled Tony in the box, which was one of the more... It was a great moments. moment. It was a great <laughs> moment for Tony, honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, for the listeners, Tate and I were um, watching at the same time um, and sort of messaging between each other when we were doing it. And I had Marcel and... Tate had Tony, so as um, Marcel decided to rugby tackle him in the box and then um, Tony went up and, and put the penalty away pretty comfortably. Um, pretty shattering moment for me and joyous moment for Tate. But um, I'm pretty – like I – obviously with Makaki this week with City, I'm still confident um, he can score in the big games and, and I'll, I'll captain Ronaldo this week against Villa at home. I think um, Salah is obviously the tempting one, but I think Brentford have been pretty good defensively, really. I think they've like – second or third um, last for ex- expected goals against. So um, I think I'll be going with Ronaldo. Um, but I think that that um, the way that falls, the way whether Mo or Ronaldo can haul and the, if the other one blanks, I think that's going to set a pretty big difference in, in whether you rise or fall because, um, you know, they're going to be probably a 50-50 split other than Antonio for captaincy. So that's going to be... Um, a big moment but yeah um happy enough with the last week so wildcard's got me back on track a little bit but um expecting more yeah. this week um but we'll see. yeah that tony rugby tackle it's just been in australia again the, it was the early game it was the 9 30 game it was the um the red carpet slot for us so i'm glad it was because obviously tony um would have been an easy sell coming into that game week he um hadn't done much and Wolves seem, were seemingly going pretty well defensively and Tony obviously put the ball in the net about four times in that game. Mm. Um, got one, had a few taken off um, and then I think there were a few assists. Like, he was just everywhere, wasn't he? And he looked yeah, clinical. He was. So he was impressive. It was the third like, game. 
yeah, he um he looks impressive. He just he's like just their talisman. So I think like if you have him, like I don't, it's hard, and I think you've been through this already, Tate. Like if you have him, there's it's hard to see a week where you feel like you need to get rid of him because no matter who they're playing, like he's their man and he's their penalty taker and he's the bloke. But if it fe- it just feels like if they're going to score now, like obviously since game week one, but it just feels like if they're going to score now, he's going to be somewhere involved. And yeah, it's not like he's. Like I said all the same things about Werner. Like he was last year, Timo Werner. He was he was going to be there every game. He was Chelsea's main man, but he he couldn't finish. He didn't have that edge. Whereas Tony yeah. just looks absolute class. The way he walked up to that penalty spot, and you know he was never he's never missed a penalty for Brentford. I I heard someone say so. Um, it's quite amazing, really, that a bloke with that kind of talent was running around in the championship for so long. Um, I think if, uh, anyone, yeah. if anyone knows he's got the talent at him, I think he's a pretty confident, man. <laughs> but, um, what about this yeah, week? Like... Camo? Camo, what about this week? Are you, what are you looking to move this week? Um, well, my, my lineup this week has currently got Bakken in goal, TAA, Tierney. So I'm hoping against Spurs he'll be able to produce something. I'm, I'm liking the way Arsenal is starting to build now. Um, and I think their assets are going to start to, when they their fixtures have turned. And I think um, now everyone's back, you know, after their start with. Alba and a few others that you know were were a bit crooked. I think they're really starting to find a bit of form and a bit more security down back. Marcel, who um, Michael, you touched about, Livermento, so hoping for an OO. Uh, Southampton Wolves, that'd be beautiful. Um, and then midfield, Pogba, Mo, Joda, uh, and Gray. So the triple up Liverpool and the double attacking uh, United, not really sold on it, probably. Um, will be there last week in Jota and Pogba. I'll look to get rid of them in the next couple of weeks. Um, St. Max and then Ron Ronaldo up front with the C. Um, with James on the bench, Dad will come on. Bamford, he's injured. And then McCarth from Palace. So not much really to come on there and uh, and boost my point scoring potential. Um, so as I said before, tossing up either banking the trade, just backing in the team or... Um, bringing in Antonio and bringing in probably Guaida um, as my keeper. I, I flirted with Ramsdale, um, just not too sure about his job security, even though they've been good the last few weeks when he's been in there. Um, don't really want to double up on the the, uh, the Gunners' defence. So um, liking the way Palace have been playing a little bit more. Would you look at a Chelsea or Man City keeper? Or are you completely against spending that much? There's obviously uh, such good um, clean sheet chance. Yeah, I think if um, my transfers fall the way I'm, I planned when I wildcarded, it would be um, Ronaldo to go down to Lukaku um, and then use that extra sort of one mil um, to make my third Chelsea player, uh, Mendy. But obviously he's been injured at the minute now, so um, I'm not sure if he's going to get up and play this weekend. So I think he's probably a good option. Um, a shame we didn't get Rudiger, but I don't know if I want to get um, him or Alonso um, probably had to get would have been good to have both of them but yeah James playing midweek as well is probably not the best so um, I think that's probably where my, my ideal triple up would be Mendy, James and and then Lukaku up front but at the same time if I get rid of Ronaldo now um, at what 12.7 he's probably just going to keep climbing and be a, a 13 million dollar man pretty soon and and almost unattainable, really, to get back into the team. So um, a few things to play out, hopefully for a good game week, and then that patches up a few few of the holes that have um, 
have you know, I think, been, I uh, think that trade, uh, that one that the one that you're speaking of, that I think a lot of people are looking at, like the Lukaku, I mean, the Ronaldo, then down to Lukaku once the fixture swing at, at seven. Like, I'm just not 100% sold that Ronaldo's fixtures are worth getting rid of. Like, I think to Everton at home, like Everton with the injuries at the moment, are not looking too flash, to be honest. Like, you'd expect mm. him to be able to make the most of that Leicester away, like Leicester's defence, as long as they've got Su and Chu in there, like it's it's goals galore, he's ordinary as. Like I think that they're just about um sort of one of the one of the worst defences in the league at the moment. And then obviously Liverpool, tough one, but then Tottenham, um, who don't look incredible. Um and then Watford two game weeks after that. So like, you know, it's a it's a well, you can understand open up yeah. so much. After that, don't, too, don't they? Because they play Watford in 12, then Chelsea in 13, which is obviously a tough matchup away. Mm. But then it's like you've got they've got about 10, 12. Yeah, games. well, it's Arsenal, Arsenal, Palace, Arsenal, Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves, Villa, West Ham, Burnley, Southampton, Leeds, Watford. <laughs> like that's like, about as good as it gets. Go without so. him. And yeah, if his numbers keep climbing, he's like I know he hasn't climbed as much thankfully in value um but he could easily be over 13 million by by midway through that run Uh, and trying to get him back in then um you know it could be completely ruin the whole balance of the team you could be playing with fours at the back really so yeah it's a bit of a tough one um yeah, I do like Lukaku as well for this week. So, yeah, I think look, looking ahead for um for six game week six for me, the only real headache I've got is obviously Rafinha, um, flagged. But I'm like he's down to fifty percent. The app saying, but I'm pretty determined to keep him. Like I wild carded and had him in for a reason, and it wasn't sort of for the next two weeks. It's for the next five or six. So like even if he he was to miss this week, then it's Watford, Southampton, Wolves, and Norwich after that. So. I think, like, the, the only issue is that my first bench, Basuma, um, is also flagged. So that's the only issue. But then I've got Brandon Williams' second bench away at Everton, um, who I'm confident will start. So I think as long as I have someone who's going to be playing, ready to come on for Rafinha, I think I'm, it's just going to be a hold for me at the moment. Like, I know, Camo, you were talking about, and, and Tate as well, what you're going to do with Rafinha and your Leeds assets and Bamford's as well. Um, but I think it's just going to be a hold for me because I... I got if Rafinha misses this week after him playing last week, it's hard to see him missing more than one. So um, that's really my only headache this week. Um, but Tate, I know you've got a few more things going on in your mind at least. Yeah, um, I'm going to hold him as well. So mainly it's the same reason I've been stuck with Mares, stuck with Fernandez. I'm hell bent on not making a minus four. <laughs> Hopefully for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it hasn't happened yet, and it, it probably won't happen. But if I can avoid it, I'm, I'm basically doing it at all costs. And as you said, Rafinha's fixtures turn really good. Leeds aren't playing as well this year. If Bamford's out for a while, that affects Rafinha. So there are issues, but um, I'll just rate the guy really highly. We've had five game weeks of Captain Salah four times and Rafinha one. So that shows how how much I rate him. Um, and he's, he's good to watch. He's, he's the kind of guy, and well, they're the kind of team that are going to keep pressing against the bad teams. So I'm, I'm happy enough to keep him. I think more pressing for me than swapping him to Damari Gray or someone is using my money to um, probably show up my defence with, with Chelsea players. So I think I can make Ailing, uh Rudiger easy enough. 
Um, and then I'll look at maybe making another one a Chelsea defender as well. So, Who would you pick? Yeah, I think Rafinha. A second. Uh, I'll go Alonso second at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got my eye on, eye on Alonso. Like I'm rolling a transfer this week after wildcarding last week and then I'm sort of looking at pairing Alonso up with Rudiger at the back. I think like everyone keeps saying like be careful, be cautious of Alonso, but like he started every game. So um, I guess... You got to know... Yeah. Yeah, you got to know what you're getting into and that basically means you have to have someone like Livermento on the bench that you're yeah. well aware that they're going to come on maybe two times in every six for this guy, but you, you sort of wear it. So um, the, the bad thing is you don't know what game uh, Alonso is going to get rested for, so you can't really look for someone that matches fixtures. So you might end up with Livermento against Man City, but then he's still got a clean sheet against Man City. So Southampton looking pretty solid at the back, which is good. And um, yeah, I think Livermento is, uh, could be the man this year, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I've left him out of my World Cup for some unknown reason. Like I went to Stu Dallas, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He like, and I think like you, you see all over the, the Twitter and everything. Like the, his heat maps are just ridiculous. Like he's playing pretty much in the opposition's half majority of the time, and I, like it hasn't ended in. Has he gotten an attacking return yet? I don't think he has, has he? But he's looked like he will at some stage. So I think, and their fixtures. Like we'll talk about it later on when we talk about looking further ahead, but um. Their fixtures turn really nicely, so whether I try I look to try and get him in, but yeah, I think I've got my eye on rolling a transfer this week and then using two to maybe go after a Sar who I should have had him in my um, my wild card and, and Alonso to try and get the triple up triple up Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll wait and see what happens with Rafinha this week because if he's out for longer, then um, that's something to look at too. I, I do wonder where it's, where it's coming from that he's in so much doubt because he, he looked all right in that last game. It was obviously massive rumours he wasn't going to play. Played for 60 minutes, got a return, sort of walked off or ran off even, not looking too bad. Um, he was and Bielsa, a bit at the end of the game. Yeah. also ruled out six blokes and he's not one of them, so he must be a chance. He usually pretty, a chance. He's usually pretty honest, Bielsa. Like we, we win, especially in Australia, I think most people... Look, listen to this that we're in Australia will know that um, it's quite frustrating like not being able to be awake all the way up to the deadline most times or um, you know not getting clear information from from managers in um, in press conferences but I think the else is one that's quite honest most of the time but the fact that he didn't rule him out like I'm it means that I'm probably at this stage pretty happy to roll with him and and just carry the risk of the bench coming on but um, yeah I just want him in for that fixture those next four fixtures to be honest so um, even from all the even from all the experts and creators, we sort of miss out on that. If they make if they have some mail that comes in really late, close to lockdown, it's probably through the night for us. So yeah, it's but it's it's an, it's an added challenge of playing from here. The game we play, um, the game we play. I reckon I reckon uh, potentially even more often than not, not knowing those things actually help us. So. Yeah. You don't have time to make a stupid change. <laughs> Save us thinking about it more than 30 hours a week. We already do. What about um, looking ahead, sort of camo over the next five to 10 game weeks? Um, you know, obviously you start to plan what, what your team's going to look like. Who have you got your eye on on there? Yeah, like obviously we touched on the, the Chelsea boys and the Chelsea assets are 
everyone's going to be going to, um, but it'd be nice to have a few differentials. Um, I've had a look at the the Villa boys. Um, I know they got United this week, um, but then they come up with Tottenham and then they've got a nice little run of some some not too bad fixtures with Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham, Southampton, Brighton, Palace before hitting uh, City, Leicester and, and Liverpool. Um, I think probably Danny Ings is someone that if you're looking for that sort of cheaper forward, he's probably going to become a bit more of a differential. Um, started the season pretty well. Um, so I think like he's someone, Watkins as well. Um, I mean, they fired last week. Uh, Watkins wasn't amongst the scorers. And, and even Leon Bailey, if he can get himself fit, my man. Um, yeah, Bailey's, oh, Bailey's stayed. Pat's got Bailey at 75%. So like it's definitely a, a watch for him, I reckon. Um, as I mean, to what he came on and played, what, 15 minutes and scored 14. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we know I know what he can bring at the top flight, so I'll um, I'll probably look to get him in at some point. Just for I mean, he's only six point, what, six point four. four, yeah, six point so, four. I mean, he's around that Sar, um, Sar Rafina sort of price tag, which I think there's so much value. Um, and I think you know Martinez, obviously, if you're looking for a keeper, five point five. Um, he's already started to score pretty well, and and they haven't been that great defensively. So mm-hmm. back from jail, um, and I he's think probably. Done well. Yeah, he's done well. Um, and then just a bit of a smoky, um, Martin Odegaard, I think, on the weekend he scored, had a couple of key shots and a few key passes as well. He's only 5.5 million. Um, and Arsenal, as I sort of talked about, their fixtures aren't too bad as well. They, they're quite good. So, I mean, that's pretty cheap, 5.5. He's, he's cheaper than Gray now and he's, um, I think he's probably – a bit overlooked. I mean, you're going to get some some bad performances from from Arsenal, um, but I mean, he's probably he's he's shown towards the back end of last year that he, he can um, provide some assists and do some things. So um, I think he'd be one to watch out. What about you, the boy? Who do you think? What are you looking at? Nothing too drastic, actually. Obviously, I've got the wild cards in the pocket, as we've spoken about, um, which I sort of always wanted to doing game week seven or eight with that massive swing of fixtures. But I'm starting to see ways that I can do that, just slowly get there. Um, so now I've just actually got a bit of a plan to try hold that wild card for as long as I can, get as much data as possible, as um, the experts would say. And then uh, hopefully come game week 13, 14, play that wild card. And, but that's basically my plan. So just holding, holding firm for as long as I can, trying to stay... Little greens, little greens, just just hang around. Um, so that's my plan. And bringing in Chelsea defenders is a priority. So I reckon Aileen and Shaw are probably in a bit of trouble. And Veltman. Um, I, I'm not against the triple Chelsea defence. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get Lukaku. Like, if I can't even get Ronaldo with Fernandez there, I'm not going to get Lukaku. So I'm probably someone that the triple Chelsea defence would suit. Um, so that's actually, that's probably my plan. Alexander Shaw and Veltman out in the coming weeks. I think, and the reason what you're talking about with a wild card in like game week 14, 15, like I think the reason people have been talking about since the start of the season in game week seven is the fact that Chelsea's fixtures swing so hard. But like we were just talking about before with Man United's in 14, 15, like this similar level of team. And, and when you think of the assets in the United team, like I think if you can make it there, like it's, it's just as good of an option. Um, but it's just about making yeah. it there, obviously. Like, I think if teams start to get away with you, with if you can't get Lukaku in in that run and he starts to go berserk, then it gets pretty hard. But 
Um, I'm glad if, it's gone though. The wild if I had a wild card, <laughs> if I had a wild card, it just bur- it burns a hole in your pocket while you've got it sitting there. Oh, it just kills you. Like you just uh, you get the itchy finger. The red button just comes up every five seconds. If, no. Yeah, if I had a wild card last week, I would have had three wolves players, and this week I probably would have wanted them all gone. So you'd think that's less likely to happen if you have 10, 12, 13, 14 weeks of data than if you have three or four when teams can probably spook you. So, um, yeah, I've, I've changed. I'm not normally like this. No minus fours, hold the wild card in the pocket. Um, very, very rational this year so far. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how we go. What about yeah, you? I think um... – like the one I've got my eye on, and I had him in actually um, during my wild card last week for a bit of the week is Adam Armstrong at Southampton. I saw an interesting stat that only four more players have had more shots than him this year, which is Salah, Bruno, um, Mane, and Antonio, which is pretty interesting. I think he's been playing Southampton, and then um, like I think he's had two returns out of um, five game weeks, and the fact that that penalty got overturned when. Um, Walker absolutely barreled him in the box. Like I don't. I think simply he gets that, and there's three returns in five weeks for a six million forward, um, which probably still, if if you did want to, it would still allow you to. You'd have to go pretty um, cheap elsewhere, but it'd allow you to run three fours with if you wanted to do Ronaldo, Lukaku, and um, and Armstrong. And I think their fixtures, like we talked about with Romento before, like their fixtures. Um, are Wolves, Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Villa, and Norwich in six of their next seven. So. Um, I think like a player that, that cheap who's having that many shots with a run like that and um, Southampton look a bit better than we thought. Um, yeah, he's someone that, I, that I'll look at over the next few weeks. So, yeah, I've got, got my eye on him. My, my eye's on him as well. Um, I'll have Jimenez and Dan Scarlett, so I could either... He's only 1.5 more than Scarlett, so I could... Decide I want to have my I've never met a man who has more belief in Dane Scarlett's career than you do. <laughs> so I could do that, or I could just downgrade him as if he um if he blanks again. So yeah, he's on his belief too. is so strong in Dane Scarlett last year. No, just <laughs> winner last year, Mares. Mares, yeah, Mares early. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Well, I still oh, believe in Mares. I've uh, I've lost belief in Pep. <laughs> not not jumping off the uh, the Mares train. Well, boys. Incredible debut. I think it's given the listeners and uh, a lot to think about. And I think that a few boys will be uh, will be looking at Armstrong, will be looking at Martin Odegaard, and uh, there'll be a few transfers pulled this week. Um, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Thanks for the sponsors as well for getting on board for this debut session. And uh, we'll see um, we'll see how in a few days' time if we're if we're happy or if the boys about to pull these emergency wild cards. So, thanks, Been good fun. We're, uh, we're in lockdown here in Australia, but I've uh, managed to wrangle my way into a different state tonight. So I'm very excited about a few beers and um, <laughs> tomorrow and Sunday watching some FPL. <laughs> <laughs>